before Christians were ever even called Christians. They were just simply called followers of the way. Because a way is a belief in action. And that's, in fact, how Christians were even known. A lot of people saw their good works, saw the way that they lived their life, and they were able to realize, like, oh, that person must be a Christian because they're feeding the poor. Or that, that person must be a Christian because they are, or I should say, that person must be a follower of the way. Um, and it's an amazing thought. It's an amazing thought. Because during this time of Advent, that's what we hear about John the Baptist, that he's preparing a way for Jesus Christ. And like I talked about a couple of weeks ago, countless men and women have prepared the way through all of our salvation history to lead us up to the point where Jesus comes into the world. And then, in fact, even from that moment, that Jesus comes on earth, does his ministry, dies on the cross, ascends back into heaven, from that moment on, until we wait for Jesus' second coming into the world, our Blessed Mother Mary has prepared the way for all of us through the many apparitions in which she's appeared to people and said, my son Jesus is the answer. We hear in the Gospel of John that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's no small thing. In our culture, in this world now, a lot of people talk about the truth kind of like it's some sort of an idea or some sort of a philosophy. But the truth is not something. It's actually someone. It's Jesus Christ himself. And so for us to follow the way is to literally follow Jesus' life, his example, until we actually return back to him. Every one of our lives should be oriented towards, the way is oriented towards heaven, towards a life with God in heaven. And if it's something else, then we need to like re-course correct and change our mind because that's where we all want to end up. So our life has to look like the way of a Christian to follow Christ. I mean, it's easier said than done, of course, but that's why we're all in this church right now, to learn about the way of God and to follow it. So right now, there's a lot more young people here today, but I figured, actually, when I was thinking about this a little while ago, you know, either your children watched Star Wars, you watch Star Wars now, or you're a fan of Star Wars. So whether you're a grandparent, a parent, or a child, you probably had some exposure to Star Wars. And since you had Father Brent as a priest for two years, you had some exposure to Star Wars. So there's really no getting around it. And so I was thinking about, many of you are probably familiar with the, new, uh, the newer show called The Mandalorian that's on Disney+, Plus, which is a part of the Star Wars universe. And one of the really interesting things about that show is that so much of our Christian story is kind of taken and put into a lot of these shows to give profound truths because the most profound truth is found here in the Catholic Church. So one of the Mandalorians, his he's kind of a John the Baptist-like character. He's sort of like, is a loner and lives out on the fringe 
and he has kind of a semi-monastic life. He wears this helmet, and so nobody ever really sees what he looks like and things like that. So he has an ascetical quality to his life. And, in fact, the Mandalorian phrase or saying is, this is the way. But that's not the way. This is actually the way right here. That's the most important thing that we realize. But it's an interesting story. And we think about as we get closer to Jesus coming to the nativity story, much of the plot of that show is very similar. You have, many of you have seen like little memes and things like that, if you haven't seen the show, of the little baby Yoda. So the baby Yoda is like the little baby Jesus. And what is the Mandalorian doing? He's protecting him for the greater good because he could, you know, restore some sort of balance because there's a goodness in that little being that he feels like he has to protect. And then that's where we enter into this nativity story. Joseph and Mary, Elizabeth, they're, they're chosen. They're all people chosen to be intimately involved with the coming of Jesus Christ into the world because they're unique characters in the Bible. It's an unbelievable thing to think about Joseph really doesn't say anything in all of Scripture. But this is funny. I was talking to some of my priests, but this is what priests do when they talk to each other, the dorky conversations like this. So we were talking about it, and he goes, you know, you know it says St. Joseph never says anything, but we know he did say one thing, because in the, in the Gospel of Matthew, that's the, the parallel gospel to this, they talk about the dream where an angel appears to Joseph and says, you shall name the child Jesus. So we know that Joseph said one thing. He's like, his name will be Jesus. You know, so we know that at least that, we know that he said it. But it's amazing that the one thing that we know that Joseph would have said for sure is the holy name of Jesus. But what we learn from all of these individuals, from John the Baptist, from Joseph, from Elizabeth, especially from our Blessed Mother Mary, is a cooperation with God's will. In an actual saying yes to God's will, that's what we hear, is the great fiat of Mary, which in Latin means, let it be done. She says, let it be done to me according to thy word. It, she says, I will do, I say yes to whatever God's will is for me in my life. And it's that cooperation that prepares the way for us. One of the things that I talked about, I can't remember if, if some of you may have gotten to hear it or not. It's so tough which masses you get to catch and if you heard kind of the continuity of one preacher from another. But I was talking about in our life, we're kind of standing on the shoulders of giants because of the people who have passed on the faith to us in our personal lives, but also in the salvation history of the church from Moses in Judaism all the way down to the apostles, all the way down to John the Baptist, all the way down to probably even one person in your own life that you probably think of is the reason that you're probably sitting here today. Maybe it was a grandmother or a grandfather or a parent that lived their Catholic life heroically. And you said to yourself at some point in your life, maybe even if you strayed off, I want to be like, you know, my grandmother was really faithful and so I'm going to go back to church. For some reason, you're here today because somebody prepared the way for you, 
and passed the faith on. Now, if we go into another part of Star Wars, so not too long ago, the movie Rogue One came out. And Rogue One is a Star Wars story. It's a, it's a unique story because it filled the gap and told a story that had never been told before. Truly, a story of sacrifice. So the story of Rogue One is all about a bunch of the Rebel Alliance. So we have to remember the evil empire and the Death Star that just wants to create death and destruction and domination over all of the world. The Rebel Alliance is trying to do good, to bring down the evil empire in some way, shape, or form. And so one of the ways that Luke Skywalker gets the plans to bring down this evil empire, to bring down the Death Star, the story was never told until they, they made this movie about the men and the women who had to get the plans so that they could actually bring down evil. The men and the women that sacrificed their lives for information just to be able to destroy this implement of destruction, the Death Star, this big, giant, crazy thing. So some of you know the Death Star pretty well, probably. But So one of the unique things in this story is that, like I said, they all died to pass on this piece of information so that others could live. We know that within the Nativity story that John the Baptist dies, is martyred. We know that all but the Apostle John are martyred for passing on the information of the faith to spread the message of the gospel so that all of us would have it. So these characters in Rogue One, what do they do? They go and they steal this information, and it's on kind of like a disc or something like that. Like we think of it as like a modern-day thumb drive. They basically have like the information on the thumb drive. And so what ends up happening in the very end of the movie, the very end of the movie bridges the gap to the first episode. Well, I should say, what is it? It's the, it's the fourth episode, A New Hope, the first one we know, the late 70s, you know, where, where uh, Star Wars, the original, comes out. So the very last scene, there's a great battle, and Darth Vader himself is pursuing them to try to get back the information that they had stole, the, mess the message that they had stole. And so there, there's lasers shooting everywhere, and it's a crazy scene. And so there's like one person running with the disc, and then they pass it on to another person. That person gets killed. And then the other person runs with the disc and passes it on to another person, and then that person gets killed. And they're all willing to lay down their life for that information that would be the salvation of others. They're all willing to lay down their life to pass on that information. That is the story of the way, the story of the Christian people. That what we learn in this church, what we learn about our Lord Jesus Christ, that information that is in the gospel is over 2,000 years, over really even 4,000 years of people willing to die, to pass that on to other people, to protect goodness and truth so that all of us can follow the way. That's the reason 
that the way is prepared for us during Advent so that Christ can come into the world. 2020, we all know it's been a tough year. We've heard it in many ways, shape, or form. And it's absolutely true, and it can't really be underestimated. But one of the things I've said before, and I'll remind everybody today, is that I heard a priest say this one time early in my seminary life. He said, brothers, Jesus has already conquered sin and death on the cross. We are simply part of the cleanup effort. We have to remember, though, we have to endure hardship and difficulty and injustice in our life here on earth until we get to heaven. But Jesus has already won. The evil things that you see in this world, that you observe, the evil empires of the world, all of the people that are trying to steal the baby Yodas of the world and do bad things, Jesus has already conquered that. So they might scurry around and try to do their evil things while they're, while they're here on this earth. But when we get to heaven, none of that will exist anymore. And in fact, Jesus will return to this earth and end that completely. And our Blessed Mother Mary, with her divine yes, continues to appear to people on this earth. Our Lady of Guadalupe, Our Lady of Lourdes, Our Lady of Cabello, Our Lady of Fatima. All of these times Mary has appeared, what does she say to do? Really, what Advent and Lent embody. She says to repent of your sins, ask forgiveness of your sins, to make penance for your sins, and to pray. And she always points the way is her son Jesus Christ. I say this a lot too. But Our Lady, Our, Our Lady in the image of the Pieta, what is she doing? She's holding the way, the truth, and the life in her hands, and she passes it on to all of us until he comes the way. Comes again. I don't know what I was thinking there. But anyway, that's our Christian duty. It's just like in Star Wars, just like in all of our Christian history, the heroic apostles, the men and women who died for our faith, we have to pass it on to future generations, to tell the story of Jesus' coming into the world and then his passion, death, and resurrection on the cross. We have the greatest gift to pass on. That's what our life has to be oriented towards. It's the most important thing that we can do above anything else that, that we know in our life, our careers, school, anything that we have to pass on life to other people. If we can do that, then we inherit, inherit eternal life. God bless you all today.